Are you lonely? Rejected by friends, lovers, even the army? Now you can talk to a sexy sweetheart at Dial a Valentine. Uh, hello? Hi, lover. My name is Vaughn. Tell me about yourself. Well, okay. I live with my mother. If you like all night sex marathons, press one. If you like all night sex marathons with another person, press two. And our advanced technology personalizes each recorded Dial a Valentine to make your experience more real. Oh, baby, tell me your name. Alvin. Good. Oh, Alvin. I love it when you touch me. Alvin. Oh, yes. Oh, Alvin. You naughty boy. Oh, oh. Dial a Valentine. Let us fulfill your fantasy, make your dreams come true, and really turn you on. Call now. We're turning you on. Go, go with Truth in Radio, the Brit Summers Show at thebritsummershow.com. Happy Valentine's Day. It's like an evil conspiracy created by the, the greeting card people and the flower people and the candy people. Can't buy nothing for Valentine's Day. Baby dog got you a little something for St. Valentine's Day. Sweet love jewelry, I can't afford to pay. This happens to me every Valentine's Day. She'll probably bitch that I bought her this cheap bouquet. I got you a corsage. You suck! I'm out of cash for Valentine's Day. What is this crap? It's the Brit Summer Show, 95.3 FM, 1470 WWNN. A belated happy Valentine's Day to everybody, and uh, mine was pretty nice. Despite the comedy bits I will be playing during the course of this show, I'll be at a week late. <laughs> well, there's been a, a couple of surprises this week for me, and one I'll share with you uh, at the second portion of this show because uh, licensing and all that, you see. Uh, nothing, nothing earth-shaking. It's just I was surprised. In fact, I'll clue you in a little bit. Uh, you ever have those, those, I call them earworms, where you have a song going through your head? And it uh, and that happened to me. And it so happened to be Cindy Bullens from uh, the late 70s, early 80s. Cindy Bullens, uh, who had uh, quite a career as a composer and a backup vocalist and a couple albums on her own. One of them being a Desire Wire, which was a great album, came out in 1979. And so the song's going through my head, and I'm wondering, whatever happened to Cindy Bolins? So I looked it up, and it turns out Cindy Bolins is now Sydney Bolins. Turns out, that, and I never knew this, Cindy Bolins is now uh, is now Sydney. He's a trans man. Well, good for you. Yeah, I'm going to be having Steve Boone on the show. Uh, I'd like to get uh, Sydney Bullens on the show. This is something I, I just discovered. This, uh, and I'll be uh, opening the uh, second half with uh, one of the tracks from uh, Sydney Bullens' uh, Desire Wire album. In fact, the title song was uh, kind of a chart topper. Uh, it didn't go very high, but got a lot of airplay back then. And there is a forgotten talent because you never hear about Sydney Bullens anymore. But yeah, backup singer uh, for Elton John and uh, in the 70s. And uh, very young. He's uh, still a young guy now. So Sydney Bullens for those uh, music files who uh, remember who that is. And the other surprise was, and I'm always getting, <clears throat> and I didn't get into the, uh, I don't want to get into uh, President Dave Koresh. What, what, what he, well, maybe I will. God damn it. He, he's a. Talk about stochastic terrorist. Well, one thing I, I, I thought of is that he has outdone the Hitler rallies because uh, the Hitler rallies, everybody stood up straight and at attention with their arm up. These are like uh, just uh, white terrorist riots. This is like a, a fat white guy riot because they're just uh, pigs. They're just uh, white, filthy trash that go to his uh, rallies. And there's a few uh, uh, smelly women there. But for the most part, it's uh, just guys, just a bunch of pasty white guys who uh, would otherwise be at home if they're not at a Trump rally, would otherwise be at home sniping and trolling online or rubbing one off on their blow up doll. And speaking of blow up doll, 
Happy birthday to Adam Guitar Man Austin, who gave us this chestnut. Oh, can I say chestnut? I'm going to buy a blow-up doll that I can call my own. A vinyl babe that doesn't squeak or squeal. And on those lonely, lonely nights when I hold Miss Pinky tight, she just costs twenty dollars, such a deal. While other girls refuse all my advances, she comes to me with open mouth to boot. I'd rather have a blow-up doll to call my own and have an AIDS-infested prostitute. Adam, Guitar Man Austin. Uh, happy birthday, Guitar Man. So anyway, you have these white trash crackers that go to these uh, uh, rallies. Those who aren't paid, of course. Like the ones that are always seated behind him, always the same faces. Especially the one woman in particular who uh, looks to the sky and thanks Jesus every time Trump says something. Yeah, keep your eye peeled for that if you can stomach watching any of it. I, of course, did not watch it, but I'm, I'm talking about... The clips that have since been shown, which you are unavoidable, which is probably why. And John Oliver on Colbert was booed for saying this, but he his point was the way the media wraps itself around Trump. He might have a good shot because the media just can't turn the cameras off. They can't turn the cameras off. And I'm not talking about naturally uh, fixed news is going to have them on, but Really? I mean, every other so-called news service is out there with their cameras rolling nonstop on every word salad sandwich he spews out of that uh, ugly puss. It's like they can't stop. They just get, even if he calls them enemy of the state, uh, the press is the enemy of the state. They can't stay away from him. The best thing to do with a filthy animal like that, and, and, and that's, I shouldn't say that because animals have more heart. They have more soul. They have more compassion. They have more empathy in the the animal kingdom. He's beneath an animal. He's beneath a roach and his followers. Filthy afterbirth. They can't stop with the video of him. The best thing they can do is shut off the goddamn cameras. You want to see him step down and go away and close the door and never be seen again? Turn off the goddamn cameras. Now, I'm just a crazy tranny in South Florida, given my opinion, but that is my opinion. He lives by media. That is his lifeblood, and you are supporting him, even if it's in a negative light. That's why if I, I could keep it as comical as I can. I keep his uh, uh, audio actualities, as they used to call them in radio, uh, to a minimum. Oh, and by the way, National Radio Day? Really? Why? <laughs> National Radio Day. What a sad day it is. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Then this comes on the heels of National Radio Day. Uh, remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, not that long ago, I was talking about this uh, religious uh, Christian organization called Educational Media Foundation that bought for a song... Cheap, a million bucks. They bought uh, WCPT's FM. And uh, just to uh, further infiltrate their progressive programming, kind of, they put on, after the Tom Hartman show, some religious woman who, I I only heard the first part of it, bless you and thank you and bless you and Jesus is with you. Uh, Well, she's gone now because nobody wants to hear that crap. But apparently... These religionists, these Jesusers, think you do. And here, and I thank uh, Nicole Sandler for bringing this to my attention. For National Radio uh, Appreciation Day, whatever the hell it's called. The Educational Media Foundation, which is a religious organization, not only bought WCPT, if she left that out, but they also bought (laughs) New York's WPLJ. They bought WPLJ. They bought WYAY in Gainesville, WRQX in Washington, 
uh, KFFG in San Jose. They bo- th- This is what, because there's no rules. Oh, regulation's a bad thing. Well, this is what you get when there isn't any regulation. Hot w- uh, WZAT in Savannah, Georgia. The Sound, which probably had uh, good FM music on it. Uh, classic Rock, uh, WXTL, The Rebel, Syracuse, New York. And Cumulus sold uh, all of these to, to uh, this religious organization for uh, $103 million. Which uh, Tom Steyer, like I said back in that other show, if Tom Steyer, that's pocket change for him, he could do this. But they just insist on ignorance when it comes to communications and broadcasting. And they're calling this format of Jesus music, Kayla, Kayla. So thanks, Cumulus, for uh, selling these all off. And here's what, I, uh, they're not doing this yet. But here, oh, wait, wait, there's more. I left more out. WNSH, Newark, WXNT, uh, Indianapolis. They, how many, was that a dozen or so stations? And there's more, but I won't get into their smaller markets. So WPLJ in New York is going to go religious. Good luck to that. No one's going to tune that in. Well, maybe 10 people. Maybe some Trumpers out there who believe he's uh, imbued with the power of God. Yeah, this is where radio's heading here on uh, National Radio uh, Bubba Micey Day. And now what you're going to get is Jesus all the time. Up your ass, Christian music, down your throat. Because what they're going to do with this, and every time a radio station flips format, what generally happens is they'll play all Elvis for a couple of days or, or all Beatles for a couple of days. And then they'll go into the format they actually want. And what they're going to do is just permeate the airwaves with even more right wing propaganda, which is what they want to do in the first place. And that says this business is dead, dead. Well, what can we do about it? Well, a lot of these stations, uh, I would say, even WPLJ in New York, uh, is still consumer-driven. They're still going to have spot clusters on there. Some of them they don't care about. Like the stations down in South Florida where I live. They don't care if they make money or not. Some of these are going to care. And it's going to take consumer resistance to uh, have any impact. Otherwise, Kiss Radio, completely goodbye. Because that's the plan of attack here. Buy up every radio station you can. Cheap. Cheap. $103 million. You once went for one radio station at one time. But now, now you can buy uh, 30,000 uh, of them for that. Uh, like uh, baseball cards. It is a dead business. And all you Jesusers out there that are happy about this, fuck you. The CEO of EMF is quoted to say, and his name's Alan Mason, Our mission is to create compelling media that inspires and encourages listeners to have a meaningful relationship with Christ. Hey, Alan Mason. Fuck you. This business is dead. I'm very lucky that uh, I'm being broadcast right now because (laughs) I wouldn't get on the air anywhere else. There are trained, experienced broadcasters with a lot more experience on the air than I have. A lot funnier, more talented. And they're all on the beach. I don't want to mention Suds Coleman by by name. But they're, they're either on the beach or they... Uh, on the beach is a radio term for being out of work. They're either there or they're, uh, they got a, a podcast. A podcast. Which means that you're not making any money outside of the uh, kind donations that I receive. And I thank you very much for the recent ones. Thank you. Because uh, that's that's it. I don't know how, and I even had this conversation with Nicole Sandler. She doesn't know either. And the ones who do know won't share it with you. How the hell do you get spot clusters? Where does that come from? And I'm hearing it on really, really bad podcasts. Really, really fucking awful podcasts. They have spot clusters. How's that happening? I don't know. I'm talking about national ads. More about that later, because what I've been hearing, uh, podcast, and I'm not talking about any kind of radio people at all. I'm talking about the people who just get a computer and then they put a, a plug a microphone in and get the appropriate software. And I, I'm a radio star, and uh, it sucks because I have no idea what. Uh, I don't want to get into it right now. I'll save that for later on because I I, I can't get up National Radio Day. 
what are we celebrating here? Anybody? Can anybody tell me? Because as of 10, 15 years ago, 100,000 people had to change directions in their career or had to find new careers, had to find a new life. Thanks, Bill Clinton. And I'll say it again to my audience out there. Anybody wonders why I don't like Clinton? It ain't because it ain't, it ain't because of the blowjob. It ain't because of her, and so much as the uh, the, the, the Benghazi or the uh, emails and all the other bubba micey that uh, the, the right wingers said. No, it has nothing to do with that. The reason I hate Clinton is because he put me and a hundred thousand other people out out of work with the 96 Telecom Act. And he affected you, all of my listeners, everybody who tuned into this show. That's why you don't get comprehensive news reporting anymore. And you have to dig for it, like I do. And then if I come up with something interesting or something you may want to learn, I'll, I'll put it on here. But it's just not available to all of us. And now we have to take a shovel online and dig for all the... Uh, the tales and fact. Oh, that's yeah. What did he say at the rally? It's the fact checkers, the fact checkers, which goes in line with what he was saying uh, before. Don't believe what you hear. Nothing you hear is true. Only believe what I say. It's the same thing. It's the Dave Koresh, uh, Jim Jones thing. You know, there you could still see online the panoramic pictures, the uh, the dead bodies, the dead bodies swollen with the. Uh, rigor mortis or whatever it is it blows a body up strewn across uh what is it guyana from 1978 where they have well wasn't so much mass suicide mainly mass murder but you would think from the jim jones guyana uh, back then uh, any any rational person would think that goes to show you how important it is to be an independent thinker and how to value independent thought and form your own opinions and not be a follower and not look for a daddy, a strong man, and not follow, follow somebody. You would think people would wake up after a tragedy like that. And then came David Koresh. And then a couple of years later, only a couple of years later came the uh, Heaven's Gate. Remember the Heaven's Gate the religious group, which was a, a spinoff of uh, the Presbyterian Church? Because the guy uh, who's na- who went by the name of Doe, uh, Marshall Applewhite, he was a Presbyterian minister, and he's the guy, another mass suicide. This was back in uh, 97. The Heaven's Gate, the hail bop comet was supposed to uh, come near Earth, and then the the idea was to uh, everybody to put on sneakers and die. <laughs> well, they're dead now, but if they were alive today, they'd be at a Trump rally. Hail bop comet, hail bop comet, hail bop comet. That's the place for me. I got my brand new Nikes and I'm ready to die. Eight boys in jello with the rest of the guys. We're going to a spaceship that can't be seen. Our souls will be taken by a particle beam. Castration is the only thing that bothered me. You gotta sit down to pee. You know I think the poison is affecting me. It's the hail bop comet for me. Yeah, hail bebop. Uh, so, oh, of course, I, I left one out, one that's going strong right now, the uh, Tom Cruise uh, uh, Scientologists. <laughs> the Scientology, which has been around since the uh, mid-50s, after a failed radio script writer, L. Ron Hubbubububububub, dreamed this one up. It was successful with And now to have some other weird churches out in L.A. By the same types of uh, confidence men. The swindle uh, big stars out of their money. And make them feel important. And, in some cases, intelligent. <laughs> but you think you think that would be a lesson to be learned, and that was Dave Koresh. And now, fast forward to now, we have the Trump followers. The Trumpistas, as they're called. Anything he says, it doesn't matter. He's their daddy. He is their strong man. He acts like, Jose. he'll say things like, tough. It's very tough, because the one thing he's not is tough. In fact, he's the biggest, fattest sissy ever. But don't tell that to his followers, his little sheep, uh, the ones that attack cameramen. And he endorses that. And he's talking about anti-Semitism. 
What do you know about anti-Semitism, you fat pile of afterbirth? What would you know about anti-Semitism, especially after giving the cue for someone to massacre uh, a dozen Jews in their synagogue? Because this is the type of anger that he tries to stir up with these homicidal maniacs. That's his base, a homicidal maniac. And it's working. Lucky for us, there aren't that many of them, despite how many he says there are. They're a very small number, like maybe the 6,000 people that went to his rally. And down the street, Beto O'Rourke had a rally with over 10,000. Of all the things the media has to do, and it's despite how many times he says they're enemy of the people, they're liars, they're no good, turn the goddamn cameras off. Pay him no attention. Now, at the transcription of this particular show, uh, the decision about a shutdown, uh, both sides had a bipartisan agreement to uh, come up with some deal with his goddamn stupid wall. Uh, and he has until midnight to make a decision on Friday. This show will not be in the can by then, so I'll talk about that next week. However, I did find out that on the portions of the his fence or his, uh, his wall that are already up, he has his name up there. This is all he wants. He wants to turn America into a billboard for him. And you can hear my last show of what's really going on when they're uh, trafficking uh, children, tearing them away from their parents and selling them on the adoption market through Bethany Christian Adoption Services. <laughs> yeah. So with that in mind, <laughs> National Radio Day. Okay. What is it, a big tombstone? That's the only thing that would make sense. An, a, an audio tombstone. Let's all bow our head in silence for the death of radio. On National Radio Day. I can remember back when radio was cool. I said when I grow up, that's what I want to do. But now it's run by greedy corporate holes and suits that only care about the bottom line, not you. They are omnipotent, their power has no end Because the CEO is Daddy Bush's friend Consultants know what's best for you to hear instead Your brain was wired up They plugged it in Clear Channel killed the radio star Clear Channel killed the radio star Intern brought in and the talent is gone It sounds the same no matter where you are Listen to the Brit Summer Show, 95.3 FM, 1470 WWN, and uh, uh, something interesting crossed my desk the other day. <laughs> That's such a stupid thing. Oh, this came across my desk the other day. Uh, I found the, uh, not that I look, but there, there's the uh, top 50 albums on Billboard. And uh, since I brought up Cindy Bullens, um, or Sydney Bullens, First, let me say that, uh, you know, I come under fire. Not anymore, because there are those that start are starting to think maybe I have a point. But the uh, corporate music today blows. It sucks. All of it. I'm talking every single category of music today sucks. And do you know why? The real reason is because it's run by corporate. It's approved by corporate. It's homogenized by corporate. It's corporate radio. It's only by approval of, of uh, stockholders. And the labels now are run, but the major ones are run by corporate holes who don't understand music and don't care about music and have no idea what music is and wouldn't know if it bit them in their fat cock ass or in some cases skinny cock ass 
because uh, they just have no regard for the art form of music. They, they just don't care. And sometimes that's why my show falls into the two uh, music intensive because uh, I yearn for the days of hearing new talent, of hearing new things. Yes, I know they're out there. Yes, I do. I just don't feel like searching for it. I'm still stuck in the days when it used to be brought to my doorstep. Here's the latest talent we have now. Here's somebody you may or may not like. So give us a call or uh, send us a tweet or whatever it is and let us know how you feel. We don't even have that. What we have is called spoon-fed. It is spoon-fed to you. So this is what really flipped my wig. Here is, and this is as of last week, this show is being transcribed by a trans in February 2019. And I'm going to read to you the current top 50 albums in Billboard. Ready? Some you'll expect because it's a hit movie. Star is Born. Lady Gaga doo-doo pants. Isn't it time she just goes back to Stephanie Germanotti? And isn't she a big enough A-list star now? Where, I mean, obviously she doesn't have to run naked through the bleachers at you know, Yankee Stadium like she did. That's not necessary anymore. Everybody knows who she is. Does she have to keep with the adolescent Lady Gaga? Does she have to go with that? Do you, Stephanie? What's wrong with the name Stephanie uh, Stephanie Germanata? I like that name. Lady Gaga Dudu Pants. Thanks for condescending to all of us. Anyway, that's number one. At this at, at this time, uh, A Star is Born. Naturally, it's a hit, hit movie and all this stuff. But get this. Number two, bubbling up from number three last week, Queen's Greatest Hits. Okay, that's understandable. It was a hit movie. But here's what's right under it. Last week at number four, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> now we're talking 1976. All right. And right under it is uh, Hamilton. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, get this. At number five, Linda Ronstadt, live in Hollywood. Good for her. What's going on? All of a sudden, the great talents are being recognized. Here we go. Uh, Grammy nominees at number six. At number seven, Greta Van Fleet. Oh, I have all her records. I don't know who that is. Um, number eight, various artists. Uh, greatest Showman. Don't know what that is. Uh, here's number, number nine. Number nine on this week's top 50 albums. Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Huh? <laughs> Again, 1976. Oh, you're living in the past. Oh, you talk about his old music. Get with today. Okay, I will. Uh, number nine is Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Uh, and number 10 is uh, Andrea Bocelli. Okay, good. Number 11, Queen's Platinum Collection. But this is the one I... I this is, <laughs> Okay, we're still going. Number 12, The Beatles, Abbey Road. That's 1969-70. The Beatles is is on the top 50 albums charts uh, last week. Oh, it went up. It was 15 last week, up to number 12, uh, followed by uh, number 13, Michael Bubble, otherwise known as Buble. How'd he get on there? Uh, By the way, very good band, good arranger, just... He can't sing. Uh, number 14, 21 Pilots, Trench, whatever that is. And number 15, ready for this? The Beatles. <laughs> the White Album. The White Album is number 15 in 2019. Just below it, number 16, Queen's great, Queen Greatest... Uh, how can it be? Oh, Queen's Greatest Hits 2. Just below it at, seven, at number 17, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is it's just oldies, a collection of uh, old number one hits. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to skip a couple of these and go down at number 21. Just just under the top 20 is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> uh, okay, that's what, 1973. Uh, Metallica's up there. Uh, and a couple other bands I have no idea. Uh, 
That there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There is the uh, uh, several of the top fifty albums right now, and what that does is it exonerates me that I'm right about what I say about music today. How is it possible? Uh, 30, 40 year old albums uh, in the Beatles case uh, was it 45 years ago uh, on the top 50 albums on Billboard you know what that says to me it says that the kids now the, the new generation is learning what really good stuff is and uh, it doesn't seem to me that they want to support the corporate 1% who spoon feeds the kids this music they, they maybe don't like being spoon fed Maybe they're saying that these are real artists, real talents that we really want to listen to and give us more of that. That's what I think they're saying. Give us more of that. Not so much the oldie stuff, but give us more variety. Let the artists experiment more with their music. Like, uh, I'll give you an example, uh, and it's a weak one, but just the first one that comes to mind is Ahmad Erdogan at Atlantic Records, the president of Atlantic Records, when when uh, Led Zeppelin was just uh, putting together some tracks for a new album, which we're talking 1970 or something, he, would, he just said, leave them alone, lock the door, let them jam, and throw them a piece of meat every now and then. He left, he left them in there just to jam, just to squeeze out a good uh, album. And in their case, they... they covered a lot of things that was other people's stuff i understand that but when you put a band there were there were houses out in the country where bands would go uh, just to hone their craft and uh i'm gonna have steve boone on he'll tell you that this love and spoonful did kind of the same thing i mean uh, boone had a, a floating studio where artists could go little feet in particular and just uh jam hone their craft it was a place for them to explore and and invent and create and that doesn't exist anymore now it's all got to be pre-approved and meet certain specifications of the annual quarterly report that's what you're that's why music sucks and the second biggest reason of all maybe the first there's nowhere to really hear it Unless you do it yourself. And when people do it themselves, they're cheating themselves of things they'll never hear. Because everybody has their own narrow cast of what they like to hear. Here's an example. Growing up, there's types I I did not like. I still don't like. I'm not a fan of country music, okay? But if it wasn't for the crossover hits that charts permitted, permitted on Top 40 Radio back then, which not allowed now, everything is segregated. It was desegregated then. There are country artists that I did like that I would otherwise have never heard of, never heard their music because it wouldn't be available to me if I was just now casting for myself. No, I was listening to top 40 music, which had a wide variety of all kinds of songs and artists to hear, <clears throat> which expanded at the time everybody's horizon about what kind of music they like so you can say what kind of rock you like this that and the other thing what kind of country like this that and the other thing what kind of rap do you like even that this that and the other thing but now it's only rock it's only pop it's only rap nothing brings it together there should be a format somewhere out there and i'm talking terrestrial primarily because that's where the subconscious works that's where when you walk into a walgreens a Walgreens. You hear a wide variety. It's primarily oldies, but they mix uh, like uh, 50s through 90s, and then they mix it with not just pop, but they mix it with rock or country, uh, rap, what, what have you. You'll hear it in the store, is what I'm saying. And I'll tell you about a time I was actually in a Walgreens, and I guess they, the management of each of their franchised stores can pick the type of music they want playing on their overhead because I think Walgreens has their own um, music broadcasting. And there was one time I was in there and they're playing Do What Diddy Diddy Dum Diddy Do from 1965. And there were like little kids in the store at the time and they were they were bouncing and dancing and, and, and like jumping around and dancing to the, the Do What Diddy Diddy Dum Diddy Do. Uh, Music is timeless. It just, it just, it doesn't matter. Well, you listen to the old stuff. Okay, so let's limit ourselves and not listen to anything before. 
Nothing happened before, even classical music. Beethoven, Schubert, all this. They didn't exist because they weren't living like right now. <laughs> and a lot of the uh, comedy bits back when I had a career that were nationally syndicated, the, the, my niche was this. And you, and, my, and you have to have an act. My act was this. And <laughs> my audience knows this now. But a lot of the songs I used were B-sides, not big hit. I used hits, but I always went for the obscure. And that was the beauty of being on the Neil Rogers show, because he was familiar with music and he knew what I was doing. And that's how it got on the air. Some of these forgotten tracks, and not just forgotten, but uh, B-sides. I just played one last week. I'm not going to play it again, but uh, Down on My Knees. It was the, the flip side to Baby, I'm a Want You. It was bread. <laughs> and it wasn't a hit, never hit the charts, but it was a B-side. And it worked to my benefit because uh, I never claimed it to be mine, but a lot of people thought they were original and they expressed surprise when they did hear the red, uh, Sea of a Heartbreak by Don Gibson, which I did uh, President Dumb Shit to. <laughs> I didn't know that was a real song. Hey, thanks for that. You know, it was like an ultimate compliment to do that because at the same time I was educating making them laugh at the same time it was nice would you do that now can you imagine listening to <laughs> any any uh, uh top 40 uh playlist and uh, seeing Don Gibson up, up on there <clears throat> you know I should uh I should do a show I have to pick the right one though I want to pick a silver dollar survey of one week and just play samples of the uh top 40 of what was on the radio and you could see the wide, crazy variety of music. Because I mentioned the songs, I mentioned the artists, and it's not always familiar. But when you actually hear the tune, uh, it's surprising. It's dead now. It's not even a. It's not used anywhere. You like oldies? There, go listen to that. You like album rock? There, go listen to that. And get out of our way. We got no business uh, providing you any kind of entertainment. Just uh, patronize our sponsors and uh, get the hell out of our face. That's the attitude to uh, corporate broadcasting today. But never mind the right-wing hate talk, which uh, is, is a failure, but they'll never admit it because corporate can't admit that they're wrong ever. That's like it's taught to them in MBA class. Never admit you make a mistake. And it's easy to say, well, look at all the listeners we have because it's the only thing on. Oh, yeah, that's fair and balanced. You won't hear me. for the first half of this week's Brit Summer Show. Thanks for tuning in. Remember that the BritSummerShow.com is your one-stop shop for uh, just about everything. Contact, uh, downloads, and uh, donate button. Thank you. Uh, thank you in advance. Uh, will there be a show next week? I don't know. Uh, if people leave me alone long enough to get one out? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, happy uh, National Radio Day. <laughs> uh the happy uh, word should just be dropped because uh, even if there's anybody in what's left of it, they're not happy about it. What's going on right now? So everybody on the ground, I'll see you again next week right here on 95.3 FM 1470 WWNN. And now. 
Much more of Brit Summers. Radio Wonderful. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, Cindy Bullens, now known as Sydney Bullens, had a great album out uh, late 78. Uh, didn't uh, rise too high in the charts, but nonetheless, it was a great album. And I'm playing this not only to share with you, I'm certain maybe somebody's heard these before, and if not, they're still great, tasty tunes. Then I'm excited to uh, welcome the very talented Sydney Bullens to the LGBT community. I may be late in doing that, but uh, I just found out. Bullens, a.k.a. Sydney Bullens. You're listening to The Brit Summer Show on GDPRRevolution99.com, FYINation.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, SoFloRadio.com, Patreon, TuneIn, Stitcher, and all of the above, and stuff like that. I'm going to keep going with this because it's one of my favorite albums back then, but uh, just one more because this was my favorite track of all. You have to recall that back then, uh, rock and roll was in a battle with uh, a disco at the time. Just ask Steve Dahl, who had a bonfire of disco records in Chicago. It was quite a thing back then, and the pushback was punk rock, uh, which gave you the police, Blondie, the Ramones. By the way, the Ramones 
made a satirical swipe at the hit movie Grease with uh, Rock, 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 Rock and Roll High School. And a couple of others got on board with that. Uh, of course, Meat Loaf Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And then uh, this one here by the then known as Cindy Bullens from the same album, Desire Wire. And I'm just going to cut off the soliloquy. I'll play you a portion of it. I'll edit it accordingly because uh, I don't want to get in too much trouble. And besides, uh, I encourage you to buy his stuff. Yours truly, Brit Summers at thebritsummershow.com. Okay, we're having Cindy Bullens week this week, or, or Sydney Bullens, as uh, Sydney would have it now. And uh, I'm grateful for that. And I'm very uh, surprised, and I said, uh, very excited and, and, and welcoming. Because uh, Bullens is a talent. It just doesn't have the same gas to it. It's uh, slower, it's uh, more mellow, but uh, never a bad song. And any of it, and any of Bullens' new stuff. Uh, so you might want to check that out. Okay, getting back to the bitching and whining. I just want to do a follow-up on what I was uh, talking about earlier, about National Radio Day, which is so fucking ridiculous. And yeah, I can say fucking because I'm online now, and I said it before because I edit that out for the uh, on-air playback. Uh, the irony of National Radio Day falling on, uh, it was a day before, uh, Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day is, of course, the... Uh, one-year anniversary of the massacre, the slaughter, the NRA-approved murder of uh, children at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, which uh, I can say uh, not only locally but nationally, everybody knows. These kids have been done amazing work trying, trying to change the gun laws. Of course, it's a big fight against the NRA who approves death and destruction uh, because it's, it makes them money. And I recall back uh, the day it happened, I was driving and uh, National Fucking Radio Day. This came to mind right away. When I was driving that day, I got a call telling me about the events that just occurred as I was driving. And naturally, I didn't have the radio on. There's nothing to turn it on to. So these reports were initially coming via CNN. Fox wouldn't report on it because they were too busy popping champagne. They love dead children. Love it. Ooh, nothing like a bloodbath of kids. Right, Republicans? And I can tell you, I was on uh, Atlantic Boulevard. I, uh, I saw all these uh, emergency vehicles going everywhere. Uh, so I, <laughs> I turned on my radio like a fool because I know better. There was nothing on the air. Nothing. And this is a populated area of uh, Palm Beach down to Dade County, over 4 million people. But not everybody, when you're driving in rush hour traffic, has a television set sitting on the seat next to them, no? What you have in your dashboard is a radio, or you have your phone, which also goes in this area, has to go national, because there's nothing local being reported. Nothing local being reported at all dead air kids were getting slaughtered massacred 
Uh, teachers were getting killed. Not a peep. Nothing. Locally. Locally, I say. Nothing. And now these uh, Christian assholes buying up all the radio st- all the big radio stations for a song. Cheap. Uh, radio's dead. It's fucking dead. And who came up with this idea, National Radio Day? I'd like to know that. What kind of mongoloid came up with that? Radio is fucking dead. And it didn't have to be this dead. The 96 Telecom Act stabbed the, the whole industry in the back, Clinton. But all the listeners of all the shows that, that were their favorites that they enjoyed listening to, they just, but first of all, they had no idea what was going on inside the business. But secondly, they could have done something. And I'm certain that some did. Letters, emails, calls, protests. I'm certain some of that happened, but not enough. It's not like that movie, FM. It's not like that. <laughs> Which was, even when that movie came out in 1977, uh, the business was still going very strong. And even we were laughing at that movie. It, it That just doesn't happen. But it, I wish it did, because corporate listens to the consumers. The, the problem is that the good little Christians and Republicans don't give a shit what the consumers say. They're going to spoon feed you no matter fucking what. That's their attitude. They lose money, but they'll get uh, supplemented by uh, any any big religious organization or, or the NRA or whoever wants to uh, fund this kind of shit. Uh, this I can assure you, the money that's being made on the uh, right-wing uh, talk shows the uh, Limbaugh, the Hannity, the uh, Beck, Beck's still alive. Uh, those sponsors that they have, like the pillow guy, they're reaching. They can't get sponsorship. Uh, but they don't, they don't care. That's the thing, you see. That drunk Laura Ingram. No viable sponsorship. Other than catheter ads, which is uh, pretty much their entire audience. They shake their catheters. They they uh, dance with their uh, colostomy bags to uh, whatever's on uh, hate radio. But yeah, that, that that that's something I'll never forget. Uh, two things in my life I'll never forget was nine uh, eleven. The morning of nine eleven, the radio station I worked at WQAM, outside of our show, the Neil Rogers show, uh, it was all sports. And at nine thirty in the morning. When the buildings were, were tumbling down and, and 3,400 people were dying, the morning show at uh, WQM was talking about the Miami Hurricanes, dude. Yeah, I never thought I'd, I'd get nauseous or want to vomit more until, of course, Trump got in office. And I remember the program director... The current program director at WWNN, Duff Lindsay, ran in there and said, "Why are you watching what's going on? They had the overhead monitors. Are you are you seeing this? Why are you talking? And their response was, what do you want us to say? So fast forward to last year, Valentine's Day. High school kids are getting blown into a mist of blood. And there's nothing on the air. Nothing on the air. So... So much for National Fucking Radio Day. Real American A-Holes. Real American A-Holes. We salute you, Mr. Can't Get a Date on Valentine's Day guy. Mr. Can't Get a Date on Valentine's Day guy. You don't even have enough game to get on Beauty and the Geek. Damn that Aston Kutcher. The last time you dined with the opposite sex, she was feeding it to you. In your high chair. More pox sausages, Mom! Please! You've tried online dating, but with a screen name like Vaderfan79, the prospects have been, shall we say, slim. Use in the friggin' force loop! You've been arrested for stalking in three different states, twice in nursing homes. Give me back my dentures! Even gay men won't hit on you. Ah! So we salute you. Mr. Can't Get a Date on Valentine's Day Guy, your melted chocolate, your ugly Betty season pass, and your restraining order. You are a real American a-hole. Just you know why. Hi, this is Gary Busey. 
That was me playing Buddy Holly 25 years ago and the only hit movie I ever had. But now I'm serving time again for beating my wife. And that's what's going to happen to you if you go beating on your wife. Now, I know sometimes they could use a good whooping now and then and keep them in their place. But it ain't a good idea because well, being gay, it ain't all that bad. I've learned to accept my homosexuality and I'm still as manly as any other sports fan. <laughs> so this Valentine's Day, don't go beating on your woman, gay. That good? Hey, where's my lawyer? Think that'll shave a few years off? Maybe if you've often wondered why radio ain't what it used to be. Instead of being fun with personality, now all you hear is the same C-R-A-T. The stations that you used to love have all been sold. Five companies own everything on the dial. They're now run by consultants and big corporate holes who only care about the bottom line. That's why radio in every market sounds so crappy. The only licensed transgendered broadcaster licensed. Well, your tune's in a place where you'll hear the truth. It's the Brit Summit Show. And that's the truth. That's the truth, baby! been listening to the Brit Summer Show on FYINation.com, GDPRRevolution99.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, and I'm still saying the .com, SoFloRadio.com. I don't know why. You know why? Because it kills time. It makes it longer to say. Uh, TheBritSummerShow.com, uh, Patreon, TuneIn, Stitcher, and of course, TheBritSummerShow.com, which uh, hopefully you'll uh, uh, see the donate button there, along with the downloadable shows from way, way back. Uh, made possible by listeners uh, clicking the donate button. And thank you in advance for that. There's so much more I could have got into in this show, but I ran kind of long. You know, maybe I ought to do more music. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, nothing kills time better than doing a music show. Because with what, uh, and I have no idea at this stage, because uh, this show's going to be wrapped up long before... Uh, that criminal traitor, orange douchebag piece of shit's gonna do something to impress his base. Of uh, what, 60 million? Out of what, 350 million? Yet they run the show. Because the balance of that number are lazy. Nah, I can't get involved. Oh, politics is boring. Okay. Well, if he declares a national emergency, it's my understanding that that cancels the Bill of Rights and. Gives the government to move in and seize any or all property that they see fit. And that property could be yours. So you keep yawning and watching uh, America's Got Talent and uh, Cox a Hoist. So that's the way I see the world from here. Until next time, this is Brit Summer saying, and now more than ever, We're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Oh! Somewhere to go In the background There's always the rain